0: My name is Samantha Haney, and I'm the assistant opinions editor for the Lancer Feed. Today, I am joined by guidance counselor Terrence Small. We will be discussing Black History Month and what it signifies, along with the different aspects of what makes it such an important historical month.
1: Terrence Small, and I'm the school counseling department chair at Lafayette Senior High School.
0: So, what do you think is important about Black History Month?
1: It's just time to set aside to remind us of. Uh, that the contributions of African-Americans in the United States and abroad, it's not just a celebration, but it's a reminder that um, that African-Americans were a significant part of the founding of our nation. And um, the historical facts and historical figures were also a diverse group of individuals with themselves, with different skills and abilities and talents. Um, And so we really need to spend time to explore that because. We are where we are because of the contributions of African-Americans just as much as any other group. So it allows us that time to read, opportunity to pause and explore the implications and the impact of African-Americans in our entire you know, history.
0: Right. So it kind of gives everyone a chance to just pause and say, hey, let's look back at history from a more diverse point of view. Kind yeah. of
1: yeah, and then see how they make the connections. I think that's important to make the connections in that these are not, uh, this, is a, this is part of our, uh, our countries. And also, you know, and also to re-explore the narratives in a deeper way. So, you know, our narrative typically has been a slavery narrative, but mm-hmm. then there were a significant number of African-Americans who were not slaves who came to the United States under various circumstances we're contributing members of society not just from the uh, contribution that slaves made but also from as free individuals created communities that were thriving communities created businesses that were thriving businesses and so when we operate from a narrative that's limited then that that robs us of some historical fact Um, it's helpful to society as a whole because um if all I thought of a person's um, background was one way, then, uh, then I come to then I, I learned that they also had some other experiences. Uh, that's a door opening for every group, you know? And so I think it's, yeah, yeah, I think we need to pause and just really think about that from a um, how these contributions were made, what, what African Americans experienced, mm-hmm. but also the contributions that they made to society, to society and uh, give proper credit, you know? Um, because I think everybody um, deserves to be recognized for the contributions that they make.
0: That makes a lot of sense, yeah. Have you had any experiences where you looked back at someone or a building like you were talking about and found out more about its history?
1: Yeah, I I, I did, you know, just looking at, uh, for example, Mama Mater, University of Missouri-St. Louis, and um, as I explore the history of the St. Louis the Institution that started in 1963, mm-hmm. I look at the community and what was going on in that community at the time, of that founding of that institution, um, and then find out what was the uh, driving force for the creation of the institution. University of Missouri St. Louis, for example, was founded at around the time the Civil Rights Movement was going on. Really? And it was the University of Missouri system expanding to create what we call urban campuses to try to capture or, or this whole move to try to make higher education accessible for a wider range of people. Um, St. Louis Community College was another institution that I worked at for a number of years, mm-hmm. was really um, one of uh, higher education's responses to the civil rights movement, so making college, uh, higher education affordable to those who would not be able to access it. And so the community college, the whole concept was, we want to open the door for everyone. And so just those two kind of institutions, how did they start? And what was the inspiration? You know, it was basically in those instances, on the heels of trying to make society much more and embracing uh, diverse diversity. Some would say academically or socioeconomically, but that also sort of tied to the civil rights movement and access to higher education. So for example, uh, uh, African-Americans could not get admitted to uh, the University of Missouri, Columbia. And so then the push was to try to get admitted to the University of Columbia, University of Mississippi, you know, things we, re- we may have heard about the civil rights movement. The answer was, let's create new institutions so that we can, so, you know, either we can force the University of Missouri system to admit or we can create new institutions where people will still gain access. Right. So um, the, the civil rights movement um, pushed for access to higher education, because they, uh, which was largely led by African Americans in that time frame, simply because you know, they knew that in order to be able to uh, survive and thrive in society, education was a key. So I look at the University of Missouri-St. Louis, the creation of that urban campus as kind of a response to um, get, create access for people. African American for women, Mm -hmm. Uh, and so that's kind of the thing. So that's that would be a good example.
0: So kind of looking at something and being like, okay, we can either try and force our way in here, or we can look and go create our own little world that's more accepting and diverse.
1: Yeah, create new
0: opportunities, and I think um, it 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 creates, uh, and that's the that's
1: the benefit of embracing difference and diversity It and that that's just that, and that's a that's a central powerful narrative that it creates new opportunity not just for the people who were marginalized at the time but for anyone who will come on the heels of that so we think of uh, wildwood which is the local campus here St. Louis Community College uh, prior to there the community college systems being open nationwide, there were a lot of people who could not afford college. And so we'd open up college, use the taxpayers' dollars, but they made it So these public, affordable institutions so that anyone who wanted to take classes can now access it. And so there was minimum admissions requirements so that individuals could come in and get the quality education without um, any barriers being in their way. And so what this has done, um, uh, the, the contribution of African Americans to this is really cre- opened up doors for a lot of people. So, and that's why I go back to my original point about why we need to talk about the contributions of people and see how and see the example um, of um, being present being accountable for, making contributions opens up doors down the road. So, African American history has, um, we study that we see how it has created opportunity not just for African-Americans, but for society as a whole.
0: That's really interesting. So is that kind of what you would say Black History Month is kind of about, is looking and reflecting and seeing how African-Americans have helped build these big contributions that have helped out not only themselves, but different groups of people in the past and even still now?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and that's why it's so important to... You know, uh, I think sometimes we tend to forget. You know, we just had King's holiday, but yeah. we—it's now—it's a day off. But they use a, uh, the terminology; um, they call it a day of observance because mm-hmm. they want to make the distinction that this is a an individual uh, who represented a movement uh, that we need to observe and really analyze the contributions and mm-hmm. how transformative that movement was. It began, you know, much earlier. Right. But, you know, of course it reached its uh, zenith during the late fifties early sixties and society began to embrace the whole concept of that. And it also, also observance really pushes us to really, uh, reflect upon how important and impactful and how transformative it has been for our society. You know, and so when we think about African American history, that, you know it's not just a muff set aside to put up signs and mm-hmm. do that but also to reanalyze the contributions and push to make that part of our curriculum yeah push to make that part of it why not just to not not just to promote racial pride or um, division but to say hey you know uh, it's like a child that wants to make a difference in their home I'm here too and, and I need to be recognized because or acknowledged because I'm not because I want it for attention, but because it validates my presence. So, you know, okay. as a student, um, you're not seeking to be recognized for the standpoint. You're seeking to be acknowledged because you're a hardworking student. And, you know, when you say something, you want people to seriously consider what you have to say. Right. Yeah. Because what you're trying to do is solve problems. You're trying to make a contribution. The things you write in this this podcast, part of what drives you to do is because you want to make a contribution, make a difference, a positive outcome. And it's the same way with African American History Month. We're going to start to talk about positive outcomes and then also talk about some of those historical facts that our current climate wants to repress or keep silent. Why do we want to talk about the bad stuff? Well, uh, there's no saying, if we don't learn from history, we're doomed to repeat it. Mm-hmm. and what that means is that we do have to look at you know, we're all in it, part of the United States family right. and a family that wants to be healthy has to explore its challenges and problems and so we do need to talk about the dark things too so we can learn from that you know, I, I, don't, I don't think we ever want to relive slavery right? but if we don't talk about the real impact of it then we may end up reliving it because um, to those who had who were victims of it, for example, mm-hmm. they have a story to tell. And we don't let them talk about what they experienced. Uh, then we, we, we won't understand or be sensitive to what they've gone through. Uh, people that we experienced Jim Crow uh, or who were uh, denied the right to vote, or who uh, were denied access to education. And so that the access, lack of access to education uh, kept them from able to support their families the way they wanted to. And attributed to other issues. And so we have to talk about those things to solve problems. And I think that's the other part of it too, is that it these you know these were real human beings mm-hmm. who lived through this experience, whether it was you were free African-American or you were enslaved after American, you experienced some things that were significant and your voice should be heard so that we as a broader society understand that.
0: Thank you so much for agreeing to meet with me. (laughs) This has been really interesting. Thank you to our listeners. To listen in on more podcasts, go to Lancerfee.press.